I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't anticipate, honestly, how how weak-minded I could become really wanting it all to be over. Like, I don't, I don't care how many miles are left. I want to go home, you know? And I thought I could beat that mindset, and I was better than that mindset. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a runner learns how to keep going even after he's already quit. After this. My name is Dewey Nguyen. I'm in Los Angeles, California. I was born in Vietnam, came to America when I was one years old and lived on the East Coast, Virginia, for about 18 years. Professionally, I run a couple of businesses. I have a restaurant out in LA, community organizer, host a couple different events. I have a run club. I went on a trip to Haiti to film this documentary about regular people running across the country for, for this nonprofit. I saw what running could do, right? It was 200 miles over, over seven days. And these people weren't professional athletes. You would see these people running like down the street in your neighborhood. And so when I shot this, I kind of realized like, hey, like this running thing is pretty cool. You know, these are all strangers. They decided to run, you know, across this country and the bond that they built, like the relationships that were formed, like it was it was such an incredible thing to see. And I came back um, to L.A. and and told my my friend Mike, like, hey, we got to do a run club. I'm like, we got to get people running. My friend and I started Koreatown Run Club maybe like eight years ago. We weren't runners and we kind of just got pulled into the running world and meeting all these people just really from wanting to do something different and new. We'd never thought it, it'd grow and, and change our lives to how it has today. This run across Haiti, you know, that, that's kind of what started my running, you know, journey and starting the run club. And I would go back every year when they would do the run. The first year, I'd bring a friend from the run club and they, they finished it and I would, I'd film them, I'd document the whole journey. And then the next year, I was like, you know what? I got three marathons under my belt. I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna run it. I'm just gonna sign up. And I signed up to run the 200 miles. And honestly, I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. So March or April 2018 was when I ran. It's a multi-day thing. When you're running 200 miles across Haiti, you got to run a marathon. And then the next day you got to run another marathon. It's very, you know, stressful on the body, obviously. Um, but, you know, ultras are different than marathons for sure. It's, it's a different mindset you go into to, to finish it. So the year I ran it, I really knew a lot of people there. But honestly, I was on my own a lot of the time because... You know, the group spreads out when you're running, you know, 30, 40 miles a day. And me being on the slower end, I was, I was coming in, coming in uh, pretty late. The first day, 32 mile day, I did it. Obviously it was hard, but I did it. And then I had six days left. And the second day was, was only 13 miles, but it was over a mountain, a literal mountain. 
throughout the day, I just got slower and slower and more and more tired as you would. And my mind was just going in a really dark place. Like, man, I'm, I'm keeping everyone behind. Like I'm slowing everything down. Like there was a truck uh, following me making sure I was okay at that point. That truck had other things to do, but instead it was just, it was just pacing me at the end. And I just felt really bad. And, you know, I was walking and I, I could walk fine. I wasn't injured or anything, but I just, my heart just wasn't in it. My lungs just were not in it. it was, I was really wanting to stop at that point. I was just walking and they were walking with me and they were talking with me. How are you doing? And I just didn't want to talk at all. I just, I just wanted to tell them, like, just leave me. I'll finish and I'll, I'll see you there. But they didn't. And they probably shouldn't because, you know, safety wise, you don't know what can happen out there. And then it just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to call it like I'm keeping everyone up. I don't want to be the guy that just like basically walk this whole thing. And so I called it. I was like, it's okay. I'm going to I'm going to get in the truck. And they're like, okay, no problem. I got in the truck. I drove maybe half a mile up the route and I was at the top of the the mountain at that point. And then from then on, it was like maybe two miles all downhill. And that's when I kind of felt it. I was like, man, I could have just walked for another 10 minutes and I would have been at the top of this mountain and I could have just coasted down. But the moment I got into the truck was the moment, you know, I took that DNF. Which stands for did not finish. I knew even if I ran every other day of this race, I'd still have that asterisk of not running those, those three last miles, you know, of getting in, in the truck and, and going back home, really. And so the next day I felt, I felt really bad. You know, everyone was like sympathetic and, and everything. They knew where I was coming from. They knew I wasn't quote unquote, a real ultra marathoner or a runner or whatever. And, and I did too, but I really wanted to be able to say like, hey, I ran across Haiti, the race that got me into running. Even though I didn't finish that second day, there was five, six left. And it, it's crazy because like, you know, when you're running a marathon or you're doing something really hard and then, you know, you come up to like the cheer zone where all your friends are and they're cheering for you. You just get this boost of energy that, I can't explain. Um, you, you just run hard. You just you just get all this energy from seemingly nowhere. For a brief moment, everything's good. You know, everything's everything's cool. You're not in pain. So when that third day came and there was like no real pressure, I was like, well, well no one's looking at me. No one really is expecting any anything from me. I'm just gonna have fun. And I went out there and I just I just ran. I didn't really think about finishing it. It's like, hey, if I don't finish, I already didn't finish. Um, so I just ran with with no pressure, just just fun, all smiles. Ran with different groups, and and I I felt really good. I felt really really good. The final day is fifty two miles. I had ran the whole thing with my friend Iggy, and I know he had he had suffered from a kind of an ankle injury, so we'd probably be going the same pace, and we ran the whole thing together. And we really pushed that last two miles. Me and my friend were just running from pole to pole. You know, there's like a little light pole. You run there. It's like, all right, let's go to that other light pole. All right, let's go to that other light pole. 
and it's just a straight shot. And you're just there's nothing really around. You're just running from from one light pole to the next endlessly. And I just remember like, oh my goodness, like it's about to be over. <laughs> like we we're gonna finally stop running and we don't have to run again the next day. And we ran all the way to the beach and he ran literally all the way to the beach and like got into the water. And once I passed that finish line, I just sat down and watched him get in the water. I was like, I'm done moving. <laughs> Next time I'm moving, I'm going back in the, in the car, going to the restaurant or whatever, but I just wanted to sit down. And that's what I did. I sat down and it kind of reflected over the past couple of days. And, and I was, I was proud of myself because I continued on and, you know, I did run, a hundred and sixty some miles. And for me at that time, that was a big thing. And so I was proud of myself for being able to finish that last day, especially that last day, because the last day was really, really tough. I knew I wanted to sign up for it again while I was still there. I was probably the first person to sign up. And I came home and like, you know, I was like, yeah, I ran most of it. I didn't do it all, but and I knew that was just a personal thing. Like no one, no one thought of me any differently. They weren't like, he said he was going to do one thing and he only, he didn't, right? Like I saw myself how others saw me, you know, it wasn't a failure. Um, it was like a learning experience, of course. One thing I really learned from that experience was to really take a step back outside of what's going on, outside of how you feel, outside of what you're even thinking. Think more clearly about everything that's happening around you. I feel like if I had done that, I would not have dropped out. I would not have gotten on that truck. I would have said, I'm half a mile from the peak and I can cruise down and finish and continue on to the next day. But I wasn't thinking clearly. I think I was just too too in the moment, which sounds, you know, everyone says to live in the moment, but sometimes you have to take a step back and pause and maybe just stop running and walking and really think about what's going on before you make any decisions like that. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and just carry forward. Dewey Wen is a creative entrepreneur and community builder based in Los Angeles, where he co-founded the Koreatown Run Club. He is still hoping to return to Haiti to complete the run again, this time officially. For more information about his work, check out koreatownrunclub.com. This story was produced by Stephanie Aguilar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.